Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to the coaching staff, volume number nine. Truth be told, folks, this is take two because we massively screwed up take number one. We were giggling way too much, and we decided to start this over again. So, Mr. Tony Dwayne Viss, how are you today? I am doing well, Marty. A little cold out here in eastern Iowa, but they say by the end of the week it's supposed to warm back up again. But it is giving us a little bit of taste that winter is not that far away. Yes. Uh, what's uh, what's it from uh, Game of Thrones? Winter is coming. Uh, yes. Yes. So, yes, it is It is on the way here. Uh, chilly day today and tomorrow. And uh, But for my birthday this weekend, it's going to be like 77, 78 degrees, and it, it's going to be... It's going to be gorgeous, so looking forward to that. So, is it a big birthday or is it just another birthday? It is very close to a very big birthday. How about that? <laughs> uh, huh, I might have might have celebrated that big birthday a while back. <laughs> yeah, uh, it it is uh, it is the same number as a certain professional football team from the San Francisco Bay Area. Ooh. So it's, they got pounded yesterday. I was a little disappointed that they didn't put more of a fight up against the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hardly. Well, we were. You know, we were so busy yesterday. I didn't get a chance to watch any football. But anyway, again, let's let's we'll uh, we'll try to keep things forward here. We'll try to worry about the basketball stuff. Uh, and and we won't mention uh, you know Tony's licking his wounds a little bit from the weekend from the Crimson Tide losing a a heartbreaker. But what an environment though. It, it, you know, I only caught the last eight minutes of the game or so. Um, but it just looked like just one heck of a game, like an instant classic. I mean, you know, what do you got for 20, 20 seconds? It was on that a fantastic game? environment. One of my favorite games uh, that I watched, just wish the outcome was different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it always if ands and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. I just thought their uh, handling of the last 40 seconds left a lot to be desired as far as from a clock management standpoint. I thought they should have run the ball made Tennessee use their timeouts, then you probably don't get marched down the field on two quick passes there. But, hey, I am I live in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and I coach <laughs> sophomore boys basketball. I'm not an SEC football coach by any means. Yeah, well, I, I think you could take Saban. I, I, I think you, you, you got it. Maybe out for lunch, but yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you got to buy him is those Little Debbie's uh, things, don't you? Uh, the- yeah, if it, he's very consistent, likes the same thing every day. Takes one less decision off his plate. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, well, hey, let's dive into it here, Coach Viss. We wanted to, uh, so kind of a preview of the next few weeks, and, and Tony and I were talking about it. Uh, stuff to prepare for for the upcoming season, and, and we're going to kind of give a little 30,000-foot view, and then over the next few weeks, I think we're going to drill down a little bit more on a lot of these different topics. So so here's the overview, and then I don't know how many weeks it'll take for us to go through it, but over the next four to six weeks or so, depending on what we talk about here today, we're going to kind of drill down on some of these things and, and give you more details of our philosophies when it comes to this stuff. So, um, Tony, I thought we'd talk, uh, you know, what I finally had a chance to do is uh, start preparing some things for my season coming up here. And uh, had had some time in school last week to start getting some important materials prepared, and and I'll start with uh, our our I, I think something that's really important that's not fun to do but you got to do it is your parent packet and what you're going to talk about with your parents uh, before the season starts. Uh, I, I think you have to have. Uh, I, I wrote down here 
uh, vaguely specific uh, for it, where you you need to give yourself some gray area, but you also need to be specific enough so that you can address certain situations with parents and say, hey, you knew this from day one that this would be an unexcused absence, or this is not an acceptable way as a parent to handle this situation, or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, and, and so I spent some time putting that together. Again, I've done this long enough that I've got a pretty good idea uh, what I want, but I still go through it every year to make sure that it fits this year's team. And, and I also have my little speech prepared. And that, again, 95% of that every year is the same, but there's also differences depending on what you have with your team that year. So uh, that's, you know, that's kind of one, number one here that I wanted to talk about here, Tony. Uh, anything to add with, with that, per se? Yeah, what we did, um, you know, with COVID and having to go, you know, with the Zoom or the Google Meet or whatever, we've actually have put our, our parent meeting is now uh, that route. We, we offer that uh, via Google Meet. Uh, where we allow them to come in and then, um, you know, our head coach leads that. He's got like a script. Uh, we have several varsity assistants and one of them, uh, they've kind of turned that position into really a, a director of basketball operations. That's oh, really wow. what he does. Yeah. And so like he schedules all of our buses, um, you know, and then he comes up with these documents and stuff. And so he has these you know, with knowing the script, they'll have it where he'll put it into the chat. And so they can access it that way, right in the Google Meet. And then that way, people aren't having to drive to the school, you know, spend half hour, hour, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. and then drive back home. We can just all do it from the comfort of wherever they want to meet at. And that's that's been really kind of a, a nice caveat, a nice change as far as things go. And then like you mentioned, uh, John does pretty much the same spiel year to year, but he adds a little bit, you know, five, 10% new to try to, you know, add to it some. And then he's also started to do it where he has the first half hour just with the freshman parents mm-hmm. so that he can cover some of the things that the sophomore, junior and senior parents already know. And it's not redundant and he doesn't lose them because of that. And yeah. also gives the freshman parents kind of a, a safe place to ask questions in where all, you know, they're not going to get ridiculed. Like all these other ones already know that they're kind of all in the same boat unless they've had a son go through our program. And so then they ask a little bit more questions without, you know, the sophomore, junior and senior parents in there. And it's, it's worked pretty slick. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. And again, we're, we're just kind of giving the overview today. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll dive down into that a little bit more and more specific things that John might have in his that you used to have in yours, Tony, that I've got mm-hmm. in mine. And, and we'll go from there. What's something you had on, on your agenda here today? Yeah, one of the things that we, you know, that, that I've really kind of put a lot of into is I don't remember how many years ago, but it was making sure I was going into into the season with my tank kind of charged up already, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, whether that's exercising, whether that's reading books, whether that's, you know, spending time with people because it's going to change here in four weeks where, you know, you still exercise some, but you don't exercise as much, you know, whether it's walks or, you know, doing, uh, you know, a a run or or whatever the case may be, lifting weights or whatever. Uh, You're not going to be able to read as much. You're going to be watching film and, you know, practice planning and scouting report and stuff like that. And so that's a big one that I would really that I really encourage people with. And I know we're, you know, just a handful of weeks away. And this is something you probably should have been doing for the last, you know, 
a couple months or so. Uh, but that's something I would really encourage people to make sure that they go in with the batteries charged up. Because if you go in with the batteries kind of already halfway you know, down, it's going to make for a tough season for you. And I would encourage you during the season to make sure that you're continuing to take care of yourself yeah. from a diet standpoint, from a sleep standpoint. And then also, you know, you may not be able to work out as often, but still every once in a while, you know, maybe instead of, you know, three, four times a week, now it's once or twice a week. But I would still encourage coaches to be doing some of that stuff so that they're, they're taking care of themselves and they're in a good place, both physically and mentally going into the season. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, heard, so I was actually listening to another podcast earlier today and it, they said something about if you don't take care of yourself, how can you take care of others? Uh, during the season, and I think that's a great point. Um, and, and you you know there's going to be some slippage in those personal areas because of just the nature of the beast. But like you said, Tony, if you can kind of give yourself a little bit of wiggle room by getting some of that stuff done or, or, or increasing the load uh, because you know you're going to drop back some, I think that's a great great idea. And if you don't, it's kind of hypocritical, you know, mm-hmm. because you're going to ask your kids to make sure that they're eating properly, that they're getting enough sleep, that they're taking care of their studies and stuff like that. And so if you're not doing it as well, I mean, I think as the head coach and, and the other members of the staff as well, you want to be that example for your players. Yep. Yep. Um, next thing I had, and it's kind of related to the parent packet, uh, we're a binder program, Tony. And so we, uh, put to, you know, I put together our binder for the upcoming season. And again, a lot of it is going to be the same from year to year, but adding in maybe some new motivational stuff, some new uh, thoughts, uh, some new handouts or things like that, that are good for your players to see that you're covering the cultural things that you want to cover with your, with your team. And, you know, for us, and I, and I've talked quite extensively about this, uh, we've done the John Gordon route and we're going to do it again this year. Uh, had a nice little bill from Amazon. Had a couple deliveries the last couple of days from Amazon for for our theme. But you know, to think that out, to to know what that is, uh, because you're going to get frenetic as as things get going. Four weeks from today, uh, you know, and for some people, it's it's earlier. It, it's going to get crazy. It's going to get frenetic, and you need to have those things kind of ready to go so you know exactly what you're going to teach when things get frenetic that you've kind of programmed yourself that this is what we're going to stick to this year this is what we're going to have and i think with that player binder that helps you do that because you got to look at it from the player perspective and you know are the players going to understand what you and your coaching staff are going to teach um you know, we have other things. We have like our scouting report forms in there that we have our players fill out every game. Uh, you know, you know all sorts of things. I think an important thing, and this can go in the player binder. This can go in the uh, parent packet. We put it in the player one because we want to put the onus on our players. We have our club sports policy in there, and we ba- we make them sign a contract. And it's it's tough. It's it's. Uh, we could talk an hour just on club sports and trying to balance that out during basketball yeah. season, but. You know, we we have that in our our uh, our player binder. So again, the onus is on the players because they're the ones that are actually playing the club sport. We want to make sure we communicate with them our expectations. They understand it when they turn in that contract, and if they miss a game for this, that, or the other thing, or if they miss a practice because they choose to do something else. Okay, you understand what's going on here. So that's another thing that that I spent a lot of time working on last week as well. I think that's good. You know, in terms of they know ahead of time. 
and it's already built in there and they know what's going to happen and then they've got a choice to make and then you know i liked when you're talking about the john gordon stuff big big proponent of john gordon as well you know it's just one of those things of it's not a case of if something's going to happen that's going to stretch your chemistry and cause issues it's more a case of when mm-hmm. and if you are not if, if you don't have a plan in place then you're going to fail yeah. and so you have to have something in there that you can refer to and it's just it's something that you know like you mentioned i just think it's so very very important to be able to have that go-to where you're not grasping at straws and you're more in reaction mode rather than hey i I thought this through and this is this is the route we're going to go yep coaches are absolutely loving are taking over a new program booklet as many of you know i spent two years outside of coaching and during that time i hung a note card in my workspace at school that said strip the house down to the studs i took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program as i prepared for the possibility of coaching again I organized these thoughts into this 96-page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Yep. Okay. What else you got, Tony? Um, one that, that jumped out at me here, just kind of some stuff. And I again, I know we're going to get more to the specifics, but to review your, your coaching methods. I think that's something, you know, how are you going to teach something? And that's a part of, you know, making sure that as a coach that you're growing, you're going to clinics and stuff like that. But, you know, it can't be, and I think this is one of the most dangerous answers ever, why do you do it that way? Well, I've always done it that way. I think that is a dangerous response and something that you want to review and update and different things that that are in that. Develop an implementation timeline. You know, uh, one of the things, we had conferences uh, the past couple weeks, and so I didn't have a ton of conferences. I think I had like five or seven, something like that. Well, that's because you gave all your kids A's in your class, Tony. That's why. You give all your kids A's. That's why. (laughs) that must be it. Best best way um, to get out around. Best way to get out of conferences. Just give them all A's. There you go. Yeah. So. And uh, so I just put a lot of time in, and I've, I've, hey, this is what I want to have in. You know, I mapped it out. When's our first game? How many practices do we have? And then what do I want in? And so just kind of map that stuff out to find an implementation timeline. What all are we going to have in by game one? Uh, When do we have this scrimmage? When do we, you know, just some of those things in there. And so making sure that those things are in place, review how you want to teach slash coach things, you know, and again, don't just always go with, well, we've always done it that way. And then also take a look early on, you know, how many practices till our first game? What do I have in you know, and then think about those building blocks as you go. Does, you know, does this offense build off of this? Is there a counter to it? What are we calling that? You know, and just a variety of things that you have to think through. Yeah. Uh, my good friend, Dick Jungers, he, he, and I, and I, you know, I've talked to the, a lot about this, you know, coaching everything backwards. You, you coach mm-hmm. the season backwards and you coach your, you coach your, your game backwards. You know, uh, where do you want to be at with two minutes left to go in the game? And then figure it out from there. And and you try to think of and And of course, things happen, foul trouble, whatever. So, but uh, I agree with you that you have to have some sort of implementation. That was on my, 
list as well, Tony, uh, having that implementation schedule. And, and I've gone as far as literally mapping out, and I do this every year, mapping out every day of the season. Here's our off days. Here's this. We're going to play uh, Fremont Bergen on this day. We're going to play, uh, you know, Logan View, Scribner Schneider on this day, whatever it may be. And that allows me to to plan and say, okay, we know, for example, uh, uh, West High, I, I can't think of a team, but uh, West High is going to run a 1-3-1. So a week and a half away from playing West High, do we want to put a little of our bulldog shooting in without our kids knowing that we're working on 1-3-1 concepts? I know that a week and a half from now, we're going to be running, seeing some 1-3-1. Instead of doing it one or two practices ahead of time, we start actually incrementally putting that in there five, six practices ahead of time a little bit, and then all of a sudden we get two practices away and we're that much farther ahead by doing things like that. So, you know, just planning ahead. I'm a big proponent as well, kind of picking up on that, Tony. Uh, What I'll be doing here over the next couple of weeks is I will literally plan out every single practice until we get to our first game. And I'll have all 13, 14 practices mapped out uh, so that, again, it helps with that pre first game implementation, and it also helps with being able to tweak things if I need to tweak it in a practice, or if I feel like, God, we just need to overhaul it, then we overhaul it. But you're not starting from scratch every single day going, okay, now what do we want to do today because we only got five days left to go? It gives me, and again, this is me and the way my brain works, it gives me the peace of mind that, okay, we've got everything planned out until the first game, and then we can just do tweaks if if necessary. So that's, I think, I'm a big proponent of that. I don't know how, and I know some people are maybe a week ahead or whatever, but that's 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 what I like to do. Yeah, I'm I'm in that same boat. You know, I'm, just, I'm a planner, and so it just, it helps me to sleep easier at night if I have it planned out minute by minute up to that first game. And then after that, I'll probably go a week's, maybe every once in a while, depending upon where we are. I might go two weeks, you know, over Christmas break. I usually make sure I map out the first two weeks of practices after we come back from break. What have we struggled with? The upcoming opponents? What do we want to get in yet? Those types of things. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's one of those things where, you know, it's easier to tweak than reinvent the wheel. Yep. Yep. Um, I got a couple more things here, Tony. What else you got, man? Um, one of the things that also mentioned kind of in that that double check and stuff is planning your scouting schedule. Mm-hmm. And that used to be more important back in the day before Huddle and all those different programs that are yeah. out there. Uh, but that was something as well that you might want to take a look at as far as planning things out with your, your scouting schedule. And then um, the other thing that kind of goes along those lines, you know when your away games are and making sure you have that that bus time and when you're departing and all that good stuff planned out. One of the things that we're fortunate with here, like I mentioned, uh, our director of basketball operations position, uh, he does all that for every level, varsity, JV, sophomore, freshman. He has all that stuff planned out for us and we'll get a document. We'll have that lined up for us. And, but you know, it's just one of those things where that would drive me crazy. I'm sitting out in the parking lot. The bus isn't there. Oh crap! I didn't. I didn't schedule, you know, a bus for this. Yeah, I, I think yeah. We have an assistant coach that does that as well. Uh, we also uh, send out. We have an, one of my assistant coaches is responsible for the weekly planner that we send out to parents. And so we try to. I try to. I tell her 
uh, Wednesday at the latest Thursday for the following week so that parents can plan accordingly. Kids know what's going on. Um, so, uh, we, we, we worry about that. That's something else that we address. I wanted to say something else, Tony, about what you were talking about with, you know, your implementation and all of those other things. I also think there's a point and maybe I'm, 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 you know, kicking myself, uh, you know, maybe I'm hurting myself when it comes to a pen and a napkin productions here. Uh, but I also think there's a point where once you get to the season or really close to the season, I think you become a little bit more selective with what you do with your uh, with your learning of the game. Uh, because I, I think that there can be times where you try to you're you're trying to overload your team and you're picking up on this concept, which you know you spend six months thinking of this and then a month later you read an article or you read a book and you're like oh we got to do it like this way now after you spent six months planning on this with your program or whatever it may be so i'm not saying that you you shouldn't still be learning during the season but i think that you have to be really really selective with it and and if you're going to implement something that you've recently learned that it is something that is really relevant to your overall scheme and mission to your program I would say relevant and similar to yeah. what you've already have. I mean, you don't, you don't all of a sudden just, Hey, you know, we were a fast break team. Now we're going to be walk it up, possess the ball for however long and make sure we get a post touch when you were shooting, you know, 30 plus threes a game. Yeah. Um, and so I, I agree. You don't, you don't make a drastic style change in the middle of the year unless injuries or whatever have kind of forced that. Yeah. But the six months of planning, I mean, there's a reason why you spent that much time. Yeah. I wouldn't all of a sudden just flip something over because you read an article that took you, you know, 15 minutes to read. Now you think this is the newest and greatest. And this is what's, I, I have a hard time believing that something like that is going to, going to make a huge difference. In fact, it might have the, a huge difference in a negative way. Yep. Yep. Uh, I've basically got, one one and a half more things here, Tony. You want me to jump into them? Yeah, I, I, and I, I, we can kind of uh, spitball off that a little bit. Okay. I, I don't have a whole lot left either. Okay. Uh, planning like your special occasions. Um, for us, uh, we're going to do a couple of things in the preseason here. We're going to do... Uh, I, our, our boys call it pizza with the pioneers or something like that. And I asked our boys coach if we could piggyback on it and kind of do the same thing with them. And so it's, it's going to be just not just the boys, but the girls as well and make it kind of a community event. So start planning that ahead of time. I also think it's a really, really positive thing. People are going to think I'm nuts, but I think it's a really positive thing to have an open practice that you allow your parents to come in and watch a practice at some point. Uh, they get to see their kid in action. They get to, you know, see how practices run. Now, what we tell them, this is your one and only time. This is it. The, you know, uh, this is the only time you get to come in. And we, and, you know, and again, we can dive into it later on. But I think that's a really good thing to do. I think if you're going to do any, like, fundraising nights, like I know, uh, like, cancer nights are really popular uh, or, or things like that. Uh, obviously if there's like an emergency in the community or something like that, uh, that comes up during the season, that's, that's a change of pace there. But I, I I think those are good. Just any type of special thing that your, your youth program night, uh, that's another thing that you think about doing. Uh, but you, you get those on the calendar. You talk, if, if you're, 
uh, a boys coach, you talk with the girls coach or vice versa, and you and you work that out long ahead of time, and you do a good job of delegating a lot of those responsibilities with those occasions to parents, to players, uh, so that you focus on the job that you've been hired to do, which is go out to win those games that night or win that practice that day. But I, I think it's important that you have that part of your calendar also lined up as well. Yeah, I, I don't think it's crazy at all. The one thing that we did uh, that was kind of similar to that is we wouldn't necessarily have them come watch a practice, but we would do our parent meeting the night of an open gym. Mm-hmm. And so what would happen is we would try to keep the parent meeting, you know, didn't want to make it a marathon parent meeting 30, 45 minutes and then start the open gym. And then as the open gym is about 15, 20 minutes in, then you walk out of the parent meeting uh, which our team room's not that far away from our gym. You walk out of the parent meeting, walk in, and then they can see some of the things that that uh, you know they've been doing in open gym. But I, I think that's good to to involve the parents in that way. Um, but no, I don't. I don't think having an open an open practice or an open scrimmage or whatever is, is a bad idea at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, that's my list today, Tony. The only thing I was going to add, this is kind of what you were talking about earlier a little bit. Um, you know, when you take a look at putting your, your packet, your playbook, whatever you want to call it, you know, the one thing that, that I think we both have kind of emphasized here is maybe take a look at paring it down some, yeah. um, you know, because we, we could all run. You know, I, I heard that the you and I men run over a hundred set plays. It's like, holy cow. <laughs> um, and I don't know, you know, as that stuff kind of trickles down. Are there high school teams that run? I don't know. I don't know of anybody that runs over 100, but 20, 30 set plays or whatever. And could you pare that down and teach them how to play rather than how to run plays? Yeah. I, I think that's something that, that coaches really need to kind of look in the mirror and, and think through a little bit. And the other thing, you know, if you have different sets and stuff, where are you going to put these other ones in? Because I definitely wouldn't put them all in at the beginning. It might be, hey, this is going to be a look or two. We're going to add over, you know, Christmas break. And then as we come down the stretch run those last two, three weeks, these might be a set or two that we're going to add here at the end. Yeah. But, you know, I just would be careful uh, in terms of overloading kids because then you're going to get into that whole paralysis by analysis thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you have to be you. I, I, everybody's at a different stage, different philosophy. But, yeah, I think I, I, I've never, I, I will say this, there's not very many coaches that I've met, especially at the high school level, who said, as I coached more, as I coached longer, as I got older, I put in more set plays. Yeah, I, you know, I, I would agree with that 100%. Now, again, you need sets and you need to run them well. And that's part of what I'm scribbling out right now and what worked for us last year. What's a couple of other things that fits our personnel better this year when it comes to set plays? Uh, but so, and you have to have something, there comes a point in time in every single game where you need this player to get this shot at this spot. And, and that's part of it. Uh, but you know, I, I think that there's, uh, it's hard to win big with a lot of sets. I, I believe, I believe, you know, and, and ultimately it comes down to who's got the best players usually. So you could run a hundred set plays, but if you've got, Kevin Durant and LeBron and Giannis all on the same team. You and I could co- coach that, Tony. And heck, we yeah. could be four and five in that starting five, and we'd probably win more than we lose. So, um, you know, they'd have to carry us off the the, the court because we'd be too old. But you know, that's okay. One of us could play defense, be all time on that end. The other could play offense and be all time on that end. Yeah. And 
maybe we could we could make it a little bit longer. Well, I'm playing offense because I know I shoot it better than you do. <laughs> I'm not sure on that one. <laughs> I'll meet you in Des Moines in two hours. Let's play horse and settle it right Alrighty. now. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of windy out, but we can, we can factor that in. It's the playground factor, so... Coaches, you know just as well as I do that we're always looking for new and different ways to motivate our players and programs. But sometimes it's hard to find that perfect source that we're looking for. Over the past 25 years, I've collected hundreds of handouts to help motivate my players and programs. And now I'd like to share some of my favorites with you. The A Pen and a Napkin 101 Best Handouts Booklet is now available to you for only $15. In this booklet, you'll find motivational material for all types of situations and individuals to help you communicate your values to your players and program. For ordering information, you can either DM me on Twitter or email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com for details. All right, Tony. It's even. It's four to four. It's time for some trivia. I, 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 I'm ready. I'm, I'm locked in. What do you got for me, man? All righty. Here we go. Um... I was reading through this the other day, okay. and I thought, man, this this might be was a tough one, but this might be one he can get. Okay, all righty. So, in the history of the NCAA men's and women's basketball tournament, okay. there has only been one freshman to post a triple double in the history of that tournament. Mm. Who was it? Hmm. Hmm. Can you give? Uh, can can we at least narrow it down to gender? Women. Okay. One freshman. Shamiqua Holdsclaw. Ooh, good guess, but she did not do that. Okay. Um. Let me see here. I know. I don't. I might go in the wayback machine here, Tony. I wouldn't do that. Okay. Thank you for that. Thank you for that hint. Um, Caitlin Clark. Ooh, another really, really good guess. And you are getting much, much warmer, but it is not Caitlin Clark. Hmm. So I. Now, before we, we came on. Okay. 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 I told you this was a tough one, but I thought because of your. Um, how did I say it? Because of your favoritism because of your pulling for this school you maybe had a shot at it and i'll leave you with that well i i it's probably gotta be iowa state then and the answer that makes the most sense but i don't think she did that um I don't think it was Ashley Jones. No, I was thinking your big Notre Dame guy. I knew you had taken your uh, team from Scott okay. out to Notre Dame okay. team camp. Okay. And the fighting Irish player that did that was just this past season, oh. Olivia Miles. Okay. Olivia Miles. Okay. Became the first freshman to post a triple-double in the history of the men's or women's tourney. That is That is a tough one. But my hat's off to you. One. My hat's off to you, Mr. Viss. And I felt bad for doing it, to be honest with you. But <laughs> I was searching and searching and searching for trivia questions, and that was the best one I could find. Okay. Well, hey, 
That's okay. That's okay. Uh, it's 5-4 in favor of Mr. Viss. As LL Cool J said in 1989, don't call it a comeback. He's been here for years. So <laughs> maybe it wasn't 89. It might have been like 92, 93. I, I apologize for that. So um, yeah, that was a good one, Tony. So uh, sports this week. Uh, I tell you what, Tony, uh, we're recording this on Monday afternoon. We are about 26 hours away from the debut of the 76th season of the NBA, and I cannot wait. Live basketball back again. Live basketball that means something, not preseason basketball. Uh, it's been a few weeks since the WNBA capped off their season, so now it's it's and, and I think there's so many intriguing storylines. Uh, the Warriors trying to you know, cement their dynasty even further. Uh, you got drama in Boston for and Phoenix for not good reasons. Um, you know, will Philly rise to the top in the East? Is Milwaukee, is Giannis going to take his spot back? Uh, we got the return of Kawhi Leonard and Jamal Murray, who missed all of last year because of injury. We got a bunch of great rookies, Paolo Boncaro, uh, Jabari Smith, uh, Keegan Murray, Jaden Ivey, wouldn't have been nice to see Chet Holmgren, uh, but uh-huh. he's out for the year. And, you know, who's tanking for Victor? Uh, you know, is going to be. I am. <laughs> you are, yeah. Would you like to come to Cedar Rapids Kennedy High School? <laughs> we have, uh, we have an excellent a, program. He's the unicorn, man. Oh, he, he is the unicorn of unicorns. So um, you'll notice there's there's two franchises from two of the two largest metropolitan areas in the United States of America that I did not mention nor will I will mention because I'm so tired of hearing about the team whose colors is black and white in the New York metropolitan area and the teams whose colors are purple and gold in the California largest Los Angeles area I'm so tired of hearing about those teams until you do something then talk to me all right but you know, and the, and the the fresh thing out there, you know, like the Grizzlies, I think oh, are on the verge awesome. of doing something. Oh, yeah. Are they ready to dethrone Golden State? There seemed like yeah. after their series, there was a little bit of rivalry, and then they put the Christmas schedule out there, and uh, Ja treated it, tweeted at Draymond. Sorry, uh, got the matchup we want. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that I think's flying under the radar a little bit, Zion's back. Oh yeah, the Pelicans. Oh yeah, Zion. And I forgot to put him on the they list. They have yeah. with you know getting C.J. McCollum. Um, you know, I think Brandon Ingram. I'm sorry, his star is shining bright. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think they could be another team that throws their hat in the West as an upstart that, that could make some noise. Absolutely. I mean, that you got them. Uh, you know, Miami is always solid. You know, Cleveland got Donovan Mitchell. Uh, what yeah. what what are they gonna do? Uh, you know. Uh, I've always been a kind of a little bit of a Denver Nuggets fan, you know, and like I said, they got two time MVP that nobody will vote for because there's a stupid rule in the NBA that, you know, people just say you can't win three MVPs in a row unless your name is Bird, Russell or Wilt or, you know, I mean, just even though he might be even awesomer this year uh, because he's got better players around him. Uh, you know, it's just, I think it's just going to be an awesome season. And I know that there's, there's big fans of the NBA and there. I know there's people that despise the NBA. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to, to watch. It's That's the best it. basketball in the world. Yes. Um, there, there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, the best coaches, the best players, um, it is, you know, if Golden State wins it again, um, I easily 
solidifies themselves as one of the best dynasties ever. Yep. But the those who are in their way, um, you know, whether it's just in the West itself or if you go in the East, the top teams in the East are as good as they've been in a while. You mm-hmm. they used to call it the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Um, I think it is is very very tough this year. Yeah. But Golden State is going to have their hands full and could be very fortunate if they were able to just get to the NBA Finals, let alone win it. Yeah. Well, you could make the argument that there are six or seven teams in both conferences, that their their teams, as of right now, on October, whatever the date is, 17th, that they could say, we could be in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. We could be in the conference finals. There, there are seven teams in each, in each conference that could make a logical argument that if this happened and this happened and if we did this and if there's a key injury to somebody else and we make a trade, you know, whatever. But it's yep. it's not beyond the realm of possibility. I mean, when's the last time that anybody's been able to say that, you know? And and, and I think as much as we adore, uh, you know, our generation, Tony, you know, is it, the Bulls and and the Celtics and the Lakers and the Pistons for, uh, for a beat or two there. Um, yeah. But... Think of those teams playing against these teams, and, and I'm not going to take away from any of those teams and their greatness because they were great. Uh, but the the I mean, who were the Lakers' great rivals? Uh, who did they really have to get through in the '80s in the Western Conference? The the Houston Rockets got them w- once, yeah, got them once or twice, and that was and, and that was the only time they were ever really even seriously challenged. They they most of the time they got through to the finals unscathed. And, and, you know, Boston and Philly beat the snot out of each other, and then it was Boston and Detroit, you know, but it was it was those rivalries at the top there. Now you can make an argument. I think I heard somewhere we've had five different champions in the last five years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, something along, and I could be wrong. Or, or, there is parity in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think that's what's going to make it great. And if Golden State can climb that mountaintop again, and I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be awesome because they got their young guys are going to be a year older. I think Wiseman is at, at some point going to do something. Um, Clay's going to be back for a full year. Curry's Curry. You know, all you know. Jordan pulls back. The you know the Draymond thing again. We talked about it last week, but yep. um, I, I signed a reduced deal to stay there. What's that? Andrew Wiggins signed a reduced. Uh, contract to stay there oh he did i did not yeah, see that yep he uh takes took about he'll get 30 some million this year but for the i think it was a three or four year extension it's like 10 million less per year to stay there wow wow well hey that's that's huge for them so mm-hmm. um so yeah so there's I, I just think there's so many storylines so i'm really excited about it so that's that's my that's my excitement in in sports. Other than going to a couple practices uh, at the end of the week here, we have conferences Wednesday night and Thursday night. So uh, when you're listening to this on Friday, I'm going to be at a couple of practices. So that'll be Sweet. good too. Yeah. So what do you got going on, Tony? Um, you know, I'm, I think it's college football. You know, there, yeah. Last week, I think it was six rank versus rank games. We follow that up with five this week, rank versus rank games. Um, and then Thursday's a big kind of at our high school. We've got postseason volleyball okay. uh they start their first round against bettendorf and then football it's senior night uh that night as well so we've kind of got some big goings going on at cedar rapids kennedy okay well hey you are going to be a busy guy man you are going to be busy it's going to be a busy busy week at kennedy the cougars are roaring and uh yeah we start postseason volleyball next week and we got state cross country at our school this week so um so yeah, so it's it's getting to be about that time, which means if the fall sports are wrapping up, you know what that means for us, Tony. 
it's time to dust some things off and get ready to hop in the gym. You bet. You bet. Christmas. So, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, Tony Viss, uh, episode nine of the coaching staff. Uh, great discussion this week. And like I said, the plan is we're going to take four, five, six of these topics and we're really going to drill down on them and go into more detail. We gave you the overview this week. Over the next few weeks, we're going to give you more on on a lot of these things. Maybe not all of them, but a lot of them. And if there's anything after listening to this you would like for us to to talk about, uh, email me, a pen and a napkin at gmail.com or message us on Twitter or whatever. You can message me. You can message Shoney. It doesn't matter. And... Uh, We'll, we'll get it out there. We'll discuss it, and and we'll just let it rip. So, coaches, as always, let's be sure to own our craft one day at a time.